listening to Talking About the Passion. I'm Thomas Irwin. This is a podcast where I interview different independent musicians and showcase their music. As for myself, I'm a singer-songwriter and producer who goes by Niagara Moon. You can look up more about my own music at niagaramoonmusic.com. For episode 54, we have Jenny O, and she is one of the best singer-songwriters out there working today. I feel super grateful that I got to chat with her over Skype. Her album Peace and Information that came out last year is a super solid collection of retro pop rock tunes. Jenny grew up in Long Island, New York, and she studied music at a few different universities before settling in the LA scene, working with the fantastic producer Jonathan Wilson for both Peace and Information and her 2013 debut album Auto Mechanic. She's toured with Rodriguez, Father John Misty, Ben Harper, Leon Russell, Tristan, and many other top artists, and she's had her songs licensed for TV shows like True Blood, Grey's Anatomy, The Good Wife, and tons more. And if there was more justice in the music world, she would not be struggling in the slightest. But it's tough out there, so we touch on that topic, as well as her musical upbringing and her songwriting process. But before we get into the interview, I'm going to play a song of hers now called People. Thank you. 
So I saw you perform in Seattle with your band. I think it was a three-piece in the uh, the Vera Projects. You were opening for Tristan. Yeah. So that was like my first introduction to your music. And, you know, I had gone there uh, waiting to see Tristan. I didn't know anybody else on the bill. I was like, oh, am I going to have to stay till 1030 to see the band I want to see? And then you guys came on and uh, three songs in, I was like, I have to get this album. Cool. How was the rest of that tour? You seemed to go all over the country. It was cool. Yeah, it was great. I was so happy on that tour. Um, I had my new band with me, uh, the trio, and I just liked being around them. So it was, it was a great time. It was a great trip and great shows. And uh, so now you're back at a home base in L.A.? Yeah. I saw some where you were uh, working on material for a new album. I don't know how much you're at liberty to... Yeah. Oh, I'm at liberty. <laughs> um, uh, there's, yeah, I'm writing new songs for a new record. Uh, I'm really happy about it. I kind of, I, I, I collect little ideas all year long, but, but I, I have to be in a real specific like mind space to, to let myself start writing. And then I'll just go into that zone for like weeks or months. And that's what I finally got in. I'm in. It's so good. feels good. Wow, so you're right in the middle of it now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. songwriting is, it's really like a, it's like meditation almost, like the amount of focus it can take just to really have some some time blocked out. Yeah, I think so. You have to uh, get there. <laughs> and uh, I take it Peace and Information was probably written in the same way where you've had a bunch of ideas and over time and then finally you uh, you eked out a, a month or something to, yes. to write it all or... Yeah, uh, I would say it's probably about three or four months. Um, and uh, I had like a couple of those songs written already, but the rest of them I kind of sat down and wrote, wrote the rest of it in a few months. And um, yeah, <laughs> recorded them soon after. Yeah. I'm not as articulate as Tristan. I listen to no, Tristan's no, that's, podcast. That's, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> not many people are, honestly. She's so cute and expressive. She she definitely has a way with words, that's for sure. But so your your writing process you'll kind of amass a bunch of ideas over time. And then is it always you'll sit down with the guitar and work it out? Yeah. It's usually a acoustic guitar. Um, no, I mean, yeah, electric just as much. I identify more with an electric guitar than an acoustic guitar, but yeah, mostly guitar. I just haven't really lived anywhere where there's a piano in a long time. Yeah. Uh, otherwise I'd write more on piano and I, I would like that, but I, I haven't been able to. There's not enough baby grand pianos in the world. Right, or up, or uprights or anything. I mean, I have some keyboards, it's not the same. Right. You don't have that, the sound actually happening in the room, the natural vibrations. Well, it's, yeah, it's more about the tactile, like the, the hand feeling, the feelings of, of, of playing all the keys for me. No, as I'm a keyboardist myself, and I make do with like my Roland Juno, whatever thing I have, but it's hard to replace like a real, a real keyboard, a real piano. So the music in that album, I mean, I don't. Maybe you've discussed it to death by now, because it it did come out uh, almost a year ago. It came out in August. August, okay. It's not quite a year, but the music is uh, it's pretty chipper. It's a lot of songs that are a little more upbeat, but the lyrics are pretty heavy. I mean, I I saw somewhere you said it was not the album you intended to make, but the album that just had to happen. Yeah, I guess um, I just kind of had a like a tough year or two, and so. I, you know, I felt not obligated, but it only made sense for me to write about that. And, uh, you know, maybe it serves a function for other people, but 
um, that, that was what I had to write about. It wasn't necessarily like, fun or anything. I mean, it was, I, I had fun, I guess. But I just mean, yeah, they're not, it's not like fun subjects. Or it depends, I guess it depends on what, what your idea of fun is. Right. I mean, there's there's songs where it's kind of like, if you take the song like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, that's like a, songs like that, it's just kind of a, an escape. Right. Can sound like that. But then the same guy, a few years later, he can go write something like Working Class Hero. Right. Like songwriting becomes something that's less about an escape or something fantastical. And then it can turn into like trying to deal with larger issues. That seemed to yeah. kind of be where your your writing went at, at a point. Um, sorry, which place? So <laughs> to the, the 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 working class hero. The working, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And in fact, I mean, that record is was was certainly um, one of only a few that were spinning in the the time when I needed to write those songs. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah, it's it's like hard work music. It's not. Um, it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like pleasure and um, what is it? kaleidoscope eyes it was yeah, it was yeah. more like uh it was more like just hard work <laughs> uh but but i but knowing that that was just one project that i had to do and then the next record could be more fun and that's the one that i'm writing now is it'll it's more more fun okay yeah you kind of go in in periods so this was like just what had to get out there like a lot of shit was going on that year or i mean if you were having some difficult experiences in your life and was do you feel like it's almost kind of a, a therapy for you or is it? It is. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it directly is. Sometimes you can be having a, a bummer day and then you just write a song, write a song about it. It's like, um, and then you can feel better. It's very, very direct result experience. But um, writing about those experiences, yeah, it was therapy in a sense for the actual, um, the actual heartaches or frustrations but um, at, as well as feeling useful, feeling like, well, maybe I'm helping somebody else if they listen to the song and it hits them in a certain way. Or I'm writing just, just covering that, that, maybe that specific aspect of the human experience. It just feels like my work feels like what I need, like my responsibility to the hu- whatever humans listen to it. No, totally. Yeah, it definitely comes across that way. You kind of, you went through that, kind of artistic period that sort of focus and now the place you're in is more uh, like having fun again um well i mean i don't know about fun i'm not really like a fun person <laughs> are you an interested um, in stuff person yeah yeah i'm interested in stuff i i i it's more like um more exploring other themes i, I don't i guess you said whether i'm at liberty i'm at liberty but i guess i'm not prepared to go into what the, those new themes are that, that I'm touching on, but um, certainly more um, less about reacting to dark experiences, which was the last record. And this is more like inviting or um, creating uh, and, and discussing other, other things that I want to discuss. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And uh, so you are from Long Island, was it? Yeah, that's where I grew up. And musical family, I saw your your parents were musicians, or uh, your dad. Dad, yeah, my dad was a musician. And so... Is, still is. Oh, great. And so growing up, playing music the whole time, pretty much? Yeah. Yeah, it's just sort of um, around and always a big part of my life in, in different capacities. So I, and I just never stopped. Being a musician in Long 
island. I guess it's you get to a point where either you go to New York City or you go elsewhere. Exactly. <laughs> so you you uh, did not choose New York City. Well, I went there first, um, and then I was invited to LA to make a record, and I fell in love with the place. I was just sort of given a, the best introduction to it, and oh. my experience was seeing being around people who were achieving goals and dreams that I I wasn't experiencing in New York. Um, musicians that were making music that I wasn't experiencing in New York, but felt far more familiar to me. So um, after about a year, I moved here. It was 10 years ago. Wow. So it seems to have worked out really well for you so far. Yeah. It's, so I've, no, I've never been to LA. Is it the the venues or the, just the weather helps people with their creativity? Weather yeah. helps, for sure. I don't know if it helps people with creativity, but it's certainly conducive to movement and um, less hardship. I found when I lived in New York, I was always tired and just had to work extra hard just to exist or move around anywhere. Um, and here it's kind of just a little easier for someone like me. And um, I don't feel as tired when I live here and I eat better. There's just sort of more of a culture of well, well-being, which gets made fun of. But, um, you know, I don't know why. It's kind of nice. It's important, yeah. So um, I've, I'm healthier just as a result of people I'm around and, uh, yeah. Nice. I mean, obviously it's, yeah, it's world renowned for the, the studios there and creative people working there. You had an excellent taste in choosing your record producer. I got to say you've had a, uh, longstanding collaboration going with uh, Jonathan Wilson. Thanks. Yeah. I met him right when I, when I came here first, actually, before I moved here, went to like a, like a jam at his house and ah. met him there. Wow, so yeah, just right away you you guys connected. Yeah. Because um, I understand you also will self-produce, but on your your full-length albums, you, you've worked with him for the last couple of records. Yeah, um, I like to arrange and, um, you know, uh, it's arranging, I guess. I was like, producing, because producing encompasses a lot of things, like, you know, what's happening in the, in the music and mm-hmm. that I'm very involved in, but... Um, like if I'm doing little tracks or e- like EPs or any kind of like project I'll do on my own if I get an assignment for, for something or, but as far as like a full length record, I like to just trust somebody else. It's too big a project to take on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no engineer and I, I don't aspire to collect any kind of gear in my life. So, um, I'm happy to collaborate on records with other people who are passionate about that aspect of it. Yeah, and have you spent much time in Nashville as well? Ever dig into yeah. the, the scene out there? Yeah, I went. I was living out there for about a year and a half. That's actually where I wrote piece and information. Oh, okay. How do you feel it compares to LA? At least at this point, it's just a small town. It's the smallest town I feel like I lived in in my adult life. Uh, so that was interesting to me because I understand it's a big city, but I, um, it was all right. It's a nice place to visit for me. I was cold. <laughs> Most of the time, and hot, and uh, there's nothing to eat there for me. So, (laughs) oh, are you a vegan? Um, yeah, not by choice, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't um, I mean, meat by choice. I don't eat meat. Yeah. Okay, vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that can get tough with Southern cooking sometimes. West Coast is a little more friendly for that. So this might be a bit of a tough question, but. So far in your musical career, what would you consider to be some of your your highlights 
like the most rewarding experiences you've had with touring or mm. recording or writing or what, what comes to mind? The most rewarding experiences of my career, which to be clear is not like other aspects of my life, um, would be, yeah, some of the touring, some touring with, um, touring with Rodriguez was my favorite Oh, tour. he's great. Yeah. Um, just kind of got a small chance to, to do some really big shows and, uh, have a little taste of like that energy mm-hmm. and um making my records in really nice studios uh making records in really nice studios is like that's it that's what i want to do that's that that's, that's my that's thing that's the top i'd say that's been the top thing and it's more more than touring i mean touring is cool but i don't actually it's not my it's not my favorite performing you're in this to make the records that's it right yeah, I'm in it to make records. Do you uh, work with a lot of people who are also that way, where for whatever reason the the album that's like the peak of their musicality versus performing or? I, I think I just like records is all. That's why. That's why it's the pinnacle to me is because that's my favorite art. It's not really like the peak of one's anything. It's just my favorite. Right. Yeah. I guess that's kind of what I meant. I clearly hear with artists like yourself, you're you're in it for the album experience which I can really yeah. appreciate. Yeah. Um, so, and that's just, you grew up, your main connection to music was listening to records maybe? Well, no, I mean, actually no, not at all. I, I only got into records. I grew up on the, the tunes, um, like the, the, the recorded music, but not as albums. Um, my most, my, my earliest and throughout my entire upbringing experience um, with music was in live music. Um, my father had a, a cover band, like a wedding band. And then I, oh. I grew up in orchestras and, um, other cover bands and, and jazz world, which was all performance and it was not about recording at all. And so I only got into recording later and albums. I didn't even know about albums. I mean, I had LPs, but my dad never cared about them. His thing was like, which song can you dance to? That's the one I'm going to learn. It's about the songs. Yeah. Um, so no, I didn't grow up on, on albums there. They existed in my house, but I didn't have a connection to them. You know, I, I went and bought, um, okay computer on a, on a cassette tape in high school. And I listened to paranoid Android cause that was the first tape song that I'd heard on it. And I walked to the store and got this tape and I liked, um, exit music for film. Mm. And I was like 17 years old or something. And I was like, I didn't like the rest of it. So I would just forward, fast forward and listen to just, paranoid android and then turn it over and like fast forward and just listen to exit music (laughs) until like years later and then i was like oh this is an incredible album you bought into the whole thing yeah yeah i get it it was the first band i listened to that wasn't dead or broken up for decades (laughs) yeah so your tastes in general you're really drawn to music of the 60s and 70s more often than not yeah i'd say yeah um, and I'm, I'm often that way myself. I mean, what, why do you think that is exactly? If you would have to guess. Mm, songwriting material that came out. So you think songwriting was valued a lot more back in those days than it might be, uh, I don't know. Some, I have something in the water something about like that era of in any, in across the board, the way that design, everything was just sort of the golden era, you know, we're on the decline. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you grapple with being on the decline? I've accepted it. 
impermanence. We're not significant. We're all going to be dust at some point. Yeah, that's that's definitely part of it. Um, I think if I was born back then, I'd be wearing clothes that were way more uncomfortable, <laughs> and I might feel more pressured to have children or something. Yeah, there, there's. So I'm happier. I feel more accepted. Like I, as a, I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd want to be a woman in the sixties. You know. Yeah, it's kind of it's a it's a trade because maybe the music might have had more impact back then, but then also the social norms were probably pretty hard to swallow in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the music world specifically, like the music industry, I mean, it's pretty fair to say it's pretty topsy-turvy right now. Do you, like when you hear about how it was compared to how it is now or anything else, like do you, is there any particular approach you have or like you said, uh, impermanence? Um, yeah, that's it. Just the way songwriters uh have to do things now versus the way it used to be just navigating all that it's yeah i guess yeah. It's, it's it's a lot to to handle um I think there's more there's more freedom now you know there's yeah. a sliding scale like um mm. you know i'm not gonna like cry because it's not the 90s and then I, I didn't get a major deal before the bubble burst you know <laughs> right i mean because at the same time a lot of those label deals were really predatory or like eventually harmful yeah, absolutely. to the artists and now you have control over control over all aspects of your career in your approach if you, there was anything unique or you had any like uh no. new ideas to, to combat that or i have no answers yeah i mean listeners like me i i think about this stuff and then i think well i really just want her to focus on the music like the album is so Thanks. damn good i wish yeah they don't have to deal with the rest of it Thanks, i appreciate that no i have to struggle every day is struggle but um you know i don't like um like look to another time period and like longingly and like wish okay, something good. else. Cause yeah. it's just is what it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nostalgia. I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on now. Music yeah, wise. Absolutely. I, it's, I can't keep up with the, all the great new albums that come out each year. I can only grasp onto a few. That's rough. There's, there's so much going on. Yeah. I guess maybe this sort sort of leads into uh, a question I had about, you know, It'd be fair to say um, you don't have like a super attention seeking personality or you're not particularly like extroverted. <laughs> yeah, it's safe to say I'm not extroverted. In fact, it's problematic. Like it's problematic for sure. I mean, I probably <laughs> that ends up influencing the art in a positive way. But yeah, oh, thanks. No, I, I mean, I, I definitely like shoot myself in the foot, you know, and constantly. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was going to ask like how you uh just the the nature of what you do, you know, show business essentially, performing and keeping up with content and social media and all that stuff. Do you how how did you kind of uh improve with it over time? What, what was your approach to that? Um I haven't I've not improved. I mean, you seem pretty comfortable on stage that uh took a while or Thanks. You, you could always Yeah, some days I'm better than others. Um, I was more comfortable with my band. I'm more comfortable with my band. Okay. I, can, like, look, I can just look at them. Yeah, as a group, you guys are pretty tight. You seem to really have chemistry. Yeah. And it's like we're hanging out. Yeah, and it's not even like I'm nervous about performing. I'm just nervous around people I don't know. I don't know if that'll, you know, at this point, that won't change. I mean, because I have to imagine on one hand, it's like you're compelled to make this music and you're compelled to share with people because it's, so damn good but then you totally don't have the personality of like hey look at me i'm doing this thing now like yeah. combating those two different aspects yeah that that must be quite a challenge yeah um thanks for saying it's good 
yeah, I, <laughs> I'm all trying not to be too much of a fanboy, but yeah, I, yeah, I, an- another person that comes to mind nowadays, I don't know if you've ever heard of Andy Schaff. Mm-mm. Should I look him up? You should. I think you'd really like his music, actually. Andy, it's uh, Andy and then S-H-A-U-F, but uh, he's very influenced by 70s and John Lennon. He's got a lot of kind of piano-heavy songs. He's super introverted and shy, but his, uh, I feel like you guys probably have a lot of similar touchstones in terms of influences. Cool. Yeah, I'd lump you in with like him my, and my influence. Yeah, my influences are like the most straightforward. Like, like everybody's influence. Yeah, I mean they're um, they're big for a reason, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely lump you and him and Tristan and like Father John Misty. You're this this group of contemporary artists that sounds like you're super influenced by the uh, the '60s and '70s. It's a uh, I feel a still underrepresented sound in today's uh, today's scene. Like just really the songwriter oriented music. Tristan's great. You guys should. Uh, I don't know if you've discussed making a song together at some point. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, maybe. I've never done a duet. I feel like duets are awkward. <laughs> so you you sing in harmony with yourself a lot on on your recordings. Yeah. Definitely thought of like Harry Nilsson at some moments. Like your your ability to blend your your voice together. In different parts. Yeah, he's a big influence on me. Um, he, oh, he's so cool. I, or, or me, I don't even know if he's had much an influence as much as when I like found him. I was like, oh my guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up overdubbing my voice. I had like a little. It's, I'm sitting next to it right now. There is um, like TX real to real four tracks. And oh, I, sweet! Yeah, we just um, overdub my vocals, and I've always overdubbed my vocals. It just uh, sounds sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I I mean, you say it doesn't influence your music that much, but I hear a song like uh, Hey Neighbor off of Auto Mechanic, uh-huh. and I'm like, right away, well, Nelson. Uh, this is yeah. straight off of uh, Ariel Ballet or whatever. He did influence that time. That actually, that song I wrote um, for, there's a show, a television show called Wilfred uh, with a guy in a dog suit. And they wanted a theme song, mm-hmm. and the reference was Harry Nilsson. I wrote that song, and then oh. they were going to use it, and then last minute they didn't use it, so I recorded it for my album. That's something that would happen to Harry Nilsson a lot too. Yeah, I mean that happens all the time. So yeah, have you you've gotten the opportunity to uh, write for TV or have have your songs placed and and stuff like that in the past? Yeah, that's what keeps me alive. Ah. Yes, the ever important uh, sync deals. Yeah, <laughs> is that is that something as an artist? Can you are you able to seek that out, or just sometimes it just kind of comes to you? It just comes like a miracle. Yeah. I mean, I have a few people that work for me with that, and um, you know, some I'm in touch with more than others. Some are just like I'll, they'll pop up once or twice a year, um, and it's just it's a miracle. It's just like you get an email, and then. And then there's good news, or you get an email and there's an assignment, and you're like, okay, I'll do it, or I won't do it, or some, or whatever, depending on what it is. But um, it's it is it comes by miracle, and that's actually how tours appear to you in my life. It's like, it's just an email, an email comes. Yeah, they're miracles. Yeah, they come in emails. Email, email, miracles. <laughs> that's the next album, e miracles. So, Jenny, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I'm really psyched to hear that you are putting together your next album. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. 
That was Jenny O, everybody. That new album is going to be awesome. I want to thank her again, too, for giving me her time. Interviews can be tricky when you're not particularly loquacious, and doing them through a computer also has its own set of challenges, but I was really happy it worked out. And if you liked this episode of Talking About the Passion and want to support the podcast, you can do so by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us a review. If you use Spotify, you can follow the Talking About the Passion Spotify playlist to hear a big collection of tunes from artists who've been featured here in the past. The theme song for Talking About the Passion is the Niagara Moon song Eating Peaches off my 2017 album Eating Peaches. I'm going to play two more Jenny O songs now. These are both songs off of Peace and Information. Funeral for My Former Self, followed by If You're Lonely. I think you'll love them. So thanks very much for listening, and I will be back in a couple weeks. I'm so tired of feeling this way, feeling like I can't go on. What if I die today, everything going wrong, and I've been thinking, and I've Something that